And now, WWE Network presents NXT TakeOver New York. Take over New York. From uh, from time to time, we're just gonna also do like some random reactions to uh, to certain shows or certain uh, takeover events. Uh, you know, just to mix it up for ourselves too, because like, of course, we want to kind of cover like uh, the current product from time to time. Once we actually get to it in the next few years, uh, obviously we'll have a different take on it. So you know, you'll, <laughs> you'll get a different perspective either way. And plus, we're not scoring these; it's just like legit, like actual, like reactions to like we what we just saw so uh ahead of time if you notice we don't call every single move or every single thing that they say it's because we literally just watched it for the first time so um overall i guess before we get to the matches what did you think of uh take over new york it was it was randomly put together i thought yeah but once it started it didn't matter yeah because all the matches were really good yeah yeah like from from start to finish like their usual kind of trope of starting with the tag title match is always a good thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it worked out to perfection this time with the equally as random put together team <laughs> of Ricochet and Black, Blackishay. Blackishay. Ooh, okay. I, but man, they, they wrestle really good together. But you know what it is? Like, they really, if you look at them wrestle together, they're not really wrestling together. They're, just wrestling their own matches mm-hmm. when they get tagged in. Yeah. So it's like once Ricochet gets tagged in, he starts doing Ricochet stuff. Yeah, yeah. Once Aleister Black gets in there, he starts doing Aleister Black stuff. So yeah. it's like, they don't really have too many tag team moves. And that's fine. It's not, I'm not like knocking them for it, but it's like, all right, now that I think about it, that's what you're getting in that. But since when they do do their things, it's so dope. It's like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, and then the War Raiders, I think, I don't want to say underrated because they're really good mm-hmm. and everybody knows they're really good, but I don't think they're appreciated for as, being as good as they really are. Cause I think the War Raiders are hella good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Like, to me, I hadn't heard about them on when they were in the indie scene with um, War Machine, but, like, I never, like, personally, like, watched the full match or anything. But I will say, like, with everything that had happened tonight, like with people who I'm not familiar with, with their actual matches, like uh, War Raiders or Matt Riddle, uh, I would say tonight was definitely like the night where like I grew to appreciate them just because like I got to actually see like a full match and see like what their styles were, mm-hmm. and like yeah, with this like first matchup, like the tag team matchup, I I felt like they, I mean I think they already proved themselves to me at the at the War War Games uh, takeover, mm-hmm. but I think for sure like in a standard like tag team match, they really like showcase like what they're all about and they're, they're like amazing pretty much yeah they're like the type of team that's like you would never want to see them broken up yeah yeah but a lot of people say that about the dubby boys too oh yeah, yeah they actually had decent or bubba did he had decent solo career yeah yeah um, but um no the war raiders are really good together that match was fantastic the high spots were of course really high and then it was like high risk high reward or no reward in Ricochet's case at certain moments. Mm-hmm. It was really dope, man. That was a great way to like warm up the crowd. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I think they always have like one or two like dark matches, but even mm-hmm. then like they don't um they do like a really solid like match for like the next tapings for NXT. But I I like the balance that they do where like they're really good matches, but then 
once that first like opener happens and like yeah more than likely the trend was the tag team matches started off mm-hmm. but yeah how you mentioned like the thrown the kind of thrown up t- uh team of like black and ricochet like they work together well like i think the only things that they do as a team is just like do it like blacks like pose and like kind of like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like they'll both do a little the like the little indian style shit yeah yeah or like Alistair Black basically just does his entrance. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, Ricochet jumps oh, in yeah, and yeah. poses with him. Yeah, like, I, I like you that. had a full entrance. <laughs> yeah. He had a full entrance, and you just joined him at the end. Like, yeah. we, could, we could easily smooth this out somehow, but, but I don't know how they want to do it. But you know how, you know why, though? Because, like, it makes, like, a good photo of them at the end. Because, like, oh, yeah. that's the perfect photo to take of, like, mm-hmm. the, the team. And then you just get, like, more footage of them walking out. So. Yeah. And um, it's not like they're going to be a tag team for, like, unless they want to sneak them in there win the Raw tag team titles for no reason. Yeah, yeah. But they're, it's not like they're going to be a tag team for the foreseeable future. Yeah. No, I, I get it. And, like, I I think I had heard before people saying that they made them a tag team for now just because, like, obviously we know how full the, the roster is. Uh, mm-hmm. So at that point, like, in a way it's a good way because, like, you want to get these guys on, on their last show on NXT. But of course, you don't want them to take like a top spot for like the North American or um, mm. or or main championship. But you still want to kind of give them their their nice farewell and like mm-hmm. get them get them on the card. And yeah, so I think this was perfect. As much as like maybe the other team needed it, like um, what's his face, the the Forgotten Sons. Yeah, they're, they're they're still not that ready yet, and like of course they'll have their time. But like I think they made the perfect use of like yeah putting uh black and uh, ricochet as the winners of the dusty cup classic yeah that's a good hey you know thanks guys yeah yeah you know on your way out while we work you to death yeah <laughs> all right raw smackdown yeah yeah NXT I yeah I would say like we do need to chill a little bit with them now after post mania I would say because. I've had that Ricochet song in my head like forever now just because of how many times they've showed up on all three shows. I find myself <laughs> trying to walk like Aleister Black because you know how he just has like a certain kind of walk? It's kind of stiff. Yeah. Like I get out of my seat at work and I start walking and I'll be thinking, blah, 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 blah. and like I start walking like him a little bit. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. No, for me, I'm just like, I just like hear the <laughs> one. Uh, only and then I just like do that like pose. <laughs> At first I hated that song and now it's just like I've heard it so many times now that like it, it's stuck in, stuck in my head. Now. It beat you in the submission. That's what it did. Yeah, pretty much. That's how it got me too. I didn't like it. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't. Do you remember the exact finish? I, I I can't. I know they isolated both of them, which is really cool because it puts over War Raiders as like a legit team where mm-hmm. like. They work together to isolate each one and then capitalize. And I think they just hit like their their main finisher. At the but end. what really did it is that Ricochet with the six thirty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely wiped out. And, and and then that's what really like it was like oh no he went to the well too often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's when they got black out of the way and hit their finisher on. So that was like the exact finish for that. Yeah. Because that that's what like I was sitting there and I was watching the match. I was like man it's a real good match. Yeah. And like he went he got up there for the six thirty and I was like. No, no. And then, uh, <laughs> and then he did it, and then he missed. And I was like, "Oh man, you just seen his whole body just hit the mat so hard." I was like, "You can't brace for that, bro." Like, At that speed and friction that you're going, <laughs> you can't. Like, obviously, other moves like a splash or even like a shooting star. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you're still gonna have like 
friction and like you know hey, even if he was doing a 450 like oh yeah yeah. That, yeah one circle open up and like splat but yeah with 630 you have to throw so much commitment into yeah, yeah getting yeah. around like that one and a half time yeah and, oh no you're not there yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was a legit like bug splat on like a, a windshield. Oh kinda, yeah. yeah, that was like, oh man, Rick Jay, I'm sorry. <laughs> How we mentioned like awesome match, and then uh, like it was pretty cool. Like they actually did give them their send off, and mm-hmm. I think uh, Ricochet was like crying too, yeah, which is pretty definitely. cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like it, it definitely got to him because like he's only really been there for like a year because like his debut takeover was the one that we went to, right? I think that is right. Yeah, yeah. It was at WrestleMania last year. Yeah, but I know I know he had already started wrestling on the main like weekly show, but um, I think like his actual like takeover debut was uh, last year. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, from what I've heard, like everyone loves being down there in a- NXT. That they and you know they already some of them already know each other from like working in the indies some oh, yeah. years. That uh, but even then, like I bet they they do grow attached to everybody and just like. Yeah, because yeah. they're all learning together, too, yeah. like at a certain in a certain way too. So you know, you can see it. Like Johnny Gargano don't ever want to leave NXT. Oh yeah, yeah. Him and Cole just being the main event because like now they are like pretty much the senior and like locker room leaders at that point since they've been there so long. But uh, yeah, right. Yeah, pretty pretty awesome match. Like as an opener as well, and then um, then we had the North American Championship with um, Riddle versus. Um, the Velveteen Dream, mm-hmm. Dream as a champion, and uh, yeah, I think it was good. Uh, like I said, like I had not really seen too much of like Riddle stuff before, mm-hmm. so finally, like him getting like a legit like full time like takeover length match, like really showcased like his abilities to me, and I was, and like I definitely like respect him a lot more than I did before because before it was just like hype, you know. They just kind of give him like squash matches against Ono and like a couple other dudes. I like um, I I when I like look at Matt Riddle, I'm like I don't really like vibe with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like he starts wrestling, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Man, I really vibe with him. Yeah, exactly. Like I think I think that's what it was. Is like obviously you just know the character outside, but like you don't really know like te- technicality wise mm-hmm. how he is. Yeah, man, he he definitely brought it in this match, and like I liked how at first I thought they were gonna go like heel with um with Dream, mm-hmm. but like it kind of evened out. There wasn't really kind of the same thing with the the tag match. There wasn't really it, they were both. Oh, I would say going back, sorry, shortly with the tag match, I really did like those signs of respect in the beginning of the match, mm-hmm. where like Black could have like kicked. Um, I think it was. Uh, not Hanson. What's the other guy's name? Roe. Ro, yeah. Like, he could have kicked him in the head, but didn't out of respect. And I think it was vice versa, where, like, Roe could have done something to Black, but he didn't. And, like, they kind of hesitated at the beginning of the match. Mm-hmm. And then as slowly as the match went on, like, they started, of course, getting more violent. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The build was perfect. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I think it was the same thing with this match, where, like, these guys didn't really have a huge beef with each other going into the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more of just, like, one-upsmanship and I, I think that's what i really like about like dream's character is like he's not that typical heel that will um do stuff you know like sneak attacks even when he was a heel he, he wasn't really doing that with um with black where he, all he wanted was black to say his name at that point yeah, he's not really a heel yeah yeah, yeah. Say. Like, he's supposed to be i think he was originally yeah but since people took to him yeah it was like well you're not really a heel but yeah we could just they really didn't even really tweak it. It was just like, I just want you to say my name. Exactly. And Alistair Black was like, 
no. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, say my name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that's all really you wanted. Like, I don't even remember if, like, Dream attacked him backstage. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I think that's he what... He was getting on his nerves. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that's what I like about him is, like, he had those heel tendencies, but he didn't, like, be committed to, like, being a full-time heel. He was just like, yeah, he just wanted that respect from him and by saying his name. And that's... He was, like, beating it out of him at the, at the TakeOver mm-hmm. show. And... That's what I, I really liked about his character at that point. And didn't he pretty much do the same thing with Matt Riddle? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Riddle was like, hey, man, I want a title shot. Yeah. He's like, oh, really? Yeah. Basically, yeah. uh, no. Yeah, yeah. You can't have it, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew. He's like, what? And they ended up having Matt. Yeah. And then I, I did like throughout the match that, like, yeah, like with Riddle, he also, like, started getting more frustrated towards the end, like, because he was hitting him with, like, all his, like, mm-hmm. strikes and everything. And then, uh, it was cool. It's kind of like something that I never had seen, like with RVD, just like as a comparison of like just like that chill kind of like attitude wrestler. Because mm-hmm. RVD never really got like angry, mm-hmm. but that's the difference between him and Riddle. I I would say based on just this match is that like just seeing him still be like that chill persona at the beginning of the match, during the entrance and everything, and then like towards the end where like he couldn't really get the upper hand no matter what strikes he hit, like then he started like really getting frustrated mm-hmm. and angry. So it showed another layer of his character, which I thought was really cool. I was telling him, I was telling Jamie, I was like, you know, I hope that like after WrestleMania, if Ronda Rousey does take some time, yeah, that she comes back as a better wrestler. Oh yeah. It's yeah, yeah. like, you got people like Shayna Baszler and Matt Ooh. Riddle. Yeah, yeah. Who were like, you know, also full fledged MMA fighters. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we're like kind of, like Shayna Baszler had a very long career as like a, a MMA fighter too. Like so, for her to transition so well, yeah, is really cool. Um, Matt Riddle is transitioning very well. He's still pretty green, but his style is working. Like I didn't think it was going to translate well, but he's work. He just worked a good match with the Velveteen Dream. So I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was going to be a weird match since they're both technically like kind of green, mm-hmm. but. If you look at the way that they drew it up, they worked it perfectly to where they could hide that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Riddle, you know, clearly could do like the striking thing and beat somebody up. Like, yeah, yeah. He beat the crap out of him, and then when it came for him to sell, he sold. But it was mostly on Dream to sell. Yeah. In that match, so it was like, okay, that's where this one's gonna go. So you have to play a heel right now. Yeah, yeah. So that that was like very interesting to see that. So that was one thing that I, I liked that I thought was really cool. Was like, no, like, despite you, both of them technically both being faces, yeah, yeah. somebody had to play the heel. Yeah. No, I know. <clears throat> and that's what I liked is like with this match and the, the tag match before, like someone had to like play it somewhat in a role just so like it can influence the crowd a little bit more and get, get them interested in that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And the ending of the match was pretty cool. Riddle obviously didn't see the Baszler and Kyrie <laughs> Kyrie match from a couple of months ago. Where like it was kind of the same finish of uh, getting into the submission and then doing that roll up to uh, to to kind of counter them as they're in the submission hold. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess he didn't see that. He didn't see <laughs> Balor and Joe do it yeah, yeah. twenty times. <laughs> I I actually really like. I don't know why I like that spot, but I love it. I, I like it when like yeah, it's so far they've used it at the perfect times where like they're not overusing it. So it's kind of cool where like. And it makes sense, too, because, like, obviously, like, it's his first major mm-hmm. uh, title match and still, like, inexperienced in that area. So character and storyline-wise, it, it makes perfect sense that, like, he would get caught with, like, that um, 
that reversal. And, mm-hmm. and I love that. Yeah. But like Samoa Joe getting caught by that, by like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. more than once, it's like, come on, bro, you're a veteran. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know better. Like, he clearly rolled over you. Yeah, yeah. Let go. Like, But, you know, that's like one of the, like, favorite things we're just supposed to believe. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, like I mentioned, I, I really like the match. I think it's hard to kind of compare it because we've already set this standard of uh, takeover matches in general, just being really good that if you were to have this same match on like a, um, like a regular main event, uh, pay-per-view like backlash or, or, uh, what's the, what's the car one that, that just had fast lane, fast lane. <laughs> like pretty much this match would, would have been match of the night on, on that show. But based on like how crazy, like the bar has been set on takeover. Like to me, it, this wasn't the match of the night. It's not saying anything negative. It's like just saying like how crazy, like the bar has been set at that point. You know? Oh yeah. The the bar for, the, for takeovers is so high. Like you could look at the card on paper and be like, man, that's a weird looking card. But then once it starts, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it literally doesn't matter. Like what the matches were is if they just run such a tight ship in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. It really just comes down to that one show of, one upsmanship during that show. Yeah. Like, I, I can't really compare takeover to takeover. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather just look at the match, like, the show itself and just, what was the best one and just kind of think of it from there. Yeah. No, I, I'm on the same same level. Also, going back to the thing with um, Dream and, and uh, Black, where, like, at the end of the match, when they had their match back at, uh, at takeover, Black finally did say his name because of, out of respect from the match <laughs> that they had. So it was kind of cool that they kind of did something similar. Where like, and gave my fist bump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, I want to give you a fist. Bump. Yeah, yeah. But there's your fist. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really love like that that sign of, of respect, like throughout his character and in general, just like with the the way things are done in NXT. So. Mm-hmm. And then I think the next match was the UK Championship match, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had uh, the champion Pete Dunne, mm-hmm. who's had it for almost 700 days. 685 days. days. Yeah. So he's... Whipping fools. Yeah. And, like, actually whipping fools. He's not, like, Lesnar or, like... Uh, oh, he's out there whipping fools. Yeah, like, legitly having, like, amazing matches, like, every month. and Every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every time that fool wrestles at a takeover, it was a great match. Like, every time that fool wrestles in general, is a great match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With before the UK brand was established, like all the matches, all the championship matches he's had, either on the weekly shows or on the takeovers with um, what's his face, like uh, bait, bait, yeah, like have been like amazing. Like I, th- I can't even remember like which one to me is like my all time favorite because they've had so many good ones that between him and bait, I, I can't. I'm, I have to say it was that one where he beat him for the title. Not, oh, okay. Like, where where Dunn beat him for the title at Takeover? Uh-huh. That match was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think it was like the match of the year. Like not even just yeah, yeah, yeah. Season, exactly it was the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I can't remember which one was like the match of the year. At the same point, it was like my favorite match. Mm-hmm. Of, like yeah, I absolutely love that match. Like every time I think about like a Pete Dunn match, I think about that. One. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So then the challenger is. uh Walter slash Walter, because <laughs> I swear, the first time he showed up, like, I swear, like, kind of like what you had told me before, like, the, the way they pronounce it, like, I thought his name was, like, Walter, mm-hmm. but then the more and more, like, after asking you about it, I was like, okay, I can kind of hear the W now. now that like, there's a- it's, 
if we're going to say, if you're going to bring this dude to me in America, we're going to say Walter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to say it right, yeah, yeah. it's Walter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, I had heard people talk about him on other, like, podcasts or, like, other, like, recap stuff before he went to WWE. Mm-hmm. So I had, I was like, oh, you know, I hear this Walter guy. <laughs> and then, like, when he debuted on UK, I was like, wait, is this the same guy? Just because, like, I didn't know, like, that's... It's kind of they- like... You could say Eddie Guerrero, uh-huh. or you could say Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can roll it. Yeah, that's true. I had not seen too much of uh, Walter, but same thing. Like there was a hype, and like based on him, like I knew he would be on the same kind of like scale as like a Keith Lee or a, a mm. what's it called, Dijakovic, where like mm. it's these big guys, but like are super agile. So I had assumed like he would have that that style, but. It seemed mm. like he was definitely more on like that real strong like British yeah no style. he's a um yeah I like like because I didn't know too much about him either so I did a quick uh like YouTube and Instagram scrub on him real quick yeah and I was like oh you beat the shit out of people yeah yeah and then, <laughs> and then like the match kind of like gets underway I was like oh my god these guys beat the shit yeah yeah I I really like this match I like Pete Dunn's like breaking the fingers gimmick. But I would say they may have used it just a few too many times in this match. Like, it, mm. it made sense. But, like, every single time, like, they either went to the top rope or were, like, in some kind of ground position, that's how Dunn would get out of it. Mm. So, like, I would say the only critique with that, like, if they kept doing that spot is, like, where um, every time Dunn had, like, done, like, another move on his hand, like, it would instantly, like, just hurt uh, Walter Moore at that point. Because, mm. like, every single time it was more like a delayed, like, way of like how he was gonna like snap his fingers yeah like he sold like his hand was hurting from time to time yeah yeah. but not that it was like you know broke yeah yeah because if you think about it like yo bro he literally like did that to you on the same hand like 12 times exactly yeah he got that many fingers yeah that's what i'm saying like i i would have would have wished that like by the end of the match like if he had still kept attacking it it would be kind of like you remember Doom, like when like the character would be super like bloody and dead, mm-hmm. like when he was like only at like twenty percent health. That's how I would wish he would like have sold his hand by that point that <laughs> the match where like he could barely like do any kind of strike or anything with the hand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But other than that, like all the the rough, super strong style like attacks that they did throughout the match was like insane. Like it was it was really good. Like again, done. And uh, Walter didn't disappoint with like representing the the UK brand again. So I feel like there's just so many dudes getting picked up. Yeah, that are just n- never gonna. That's just gonna make it hard for certain dudes to never get to WWE. Yeah, my yeah. examples are Keith Lee and Willie Mack. Yeah, like Keith Lee being with with WWE and NXT will all he fills that void of what Willie Mack would represent. I mean, they're not the same dude, but just on like a. I guess a stereotype. Yeah. It's a, you know, that big dude that's agile. Mm-hmm. That's kind of round. Yeah. Big yeah. Big dude that's agile. So, like, they would feel the same way. All right. And then the other one is Cesaro and Walter and then Timothy. Thatcher. Yeah. 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 I was going to, like, as soon as you said those two names, like, that's who I had thought of. <laughs> I'm like, man, Walter is dope. And I was like, Timothy Thatcher is dope, too. Yeah. And what sucks is like Dunn is already doing like the yeah like the the hand breaking stuff and like that's what Thatcher was known for too. So mm-hmm. 
he can't even stand out. That and European uppercuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cesaro turning that to the diamond cutters where he can hit it from anywhere. Yeah. And I mean, I I agree. Like, that's the whole thing with, like, Keith Lee now is because of those spots that are already failed. Because I think I I was watching the the NXT before uh, TakeOver. And uh, they had promoted a match between Keith Lee and Dijakovic that had happened five weeks ago. So no, I was like, oh, my God. It's been that long already? Yeah. I'm just like geez like that's how many guys have to like wait in line at this point where like they're bringing up storylines that had started five weeks ago and haven't had like a, a time to like flesh out so it's kind of crazy like it it's in a way it's like that thing where like i of course still wanted to stay an hour for the weekly shows but i think in those cases like that's what like people will kind of fight back and saying like, well, it would make sense to be two hours to kind of get those. Nah, cards. man, I'm cool. No, I mean, like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, that, that's what I feel people would say. Yeah. But, but for sure, like, I'm still very happy with being like an hour. So. Yeah, but you know what it is? It just get like, you can't see the same people week in and week out. Exactly. That's yeah, what yeah. I think I like about it. It's like, oh, I haven't seen you. Yeah. I yeah. didn't see you last week. I've seen you maybe like three weeks ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you're still fucking with that guy? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I kind of like it. It's like, I, I seen it was like, oh, it's five weeks ago that's really far yeah. but i liked it yeah I yeah said, okay this is cool because you know at least i wasn't just seeing them week in and week out like jabbering each other it was like come on yeah yeah no i agree because um a little you know wiggle room yeah so from there the like towards the end of the the match like that insane spot at the top rope where is basically like a lifting like power bomb right like where he had him. Where he, I, I don't know if he had counted it or if he was just yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, no, it was... Uh, I guess that's one of his moves because... Jesus. Uh, <laughs> one of the commentators was like, oh, man, he kicked out of the power bomb. He finished so many people with a power bomb. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was earlier in the match. So then, like, when he got up there and I was like, oh, you're... Like, as soon as he kind of, like, climbed up there with him, I was like, oh, either you're going to try a Frankenstein or something else, which is not going to work. Yeah. And then it was like, he got him. And in the way he powerbombed him was so disrespectful. Oh, my God. Because, like, it's so... You would have thought that he was going to, like, land with him. But yeah, yeah. They jumped, and he threw him. He, he like, <laughs> it was like a dive. Yeah, like, it was yeah. A, yeah. And he, like, tossed him, and it was like, boom, big collision there. And then I think he splashed him after he, that. Yeah, that, I think that's his finisher is, like, that big splash. I don't know, man, because even the commentators were like, oh, he doesn't normally go up top. Oh, yeah. So I was like, mm. Yeah. You should have just pinned him after the powerbomb. Yeah. But I mean, like it. That it was splash, a nice flash. It was a nice flash. Yeah. So, yeah. so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it. <laughs> so good finish after like that splash and really good match. I felt. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think Dunn is still going to stick around on in the UK, or is he going to be moved up at this point to the main roster? Yeah. Oh no, I I leave him in the UK for a little bit. Yeah, that'd be fine for a little bit longer. I mean, unless you really need him in America like that. But what are you going to do? Put him on two hundred five live? Yeah. Unless you want to give him like a Balor type of, you know, I'm little, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd rather keep Pete Dunn on uh, NXT UK for a little bit longer, so he could um. So you you really put Walter over if he beats Dunn a second time and it's like, oh, okay. oh dang, bro, you are that guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. then like Dunn has to start over. Like maybe he you know gets in a tag team or something like that. But like we need to move forward past the uh, Pete Dunn being that guy, and it has to be definitive. Like even more so than like just I know they didn't they technically get rid of that the, the championship clause. But I'm like, come on, man. 
I mean, that's the, I think that was their, um, I, I don't like that clause either because like, I feel like there was, that's their like lazy writing way of like moving past the storyline because like, that's what upsets me the most about like the Oscar storyline. Mm-hmm. It's like normally like at this point, like she could really just challenge Charlotte and be like, no, I, I want my title shot at mania now. But like now since like that new clause of like, Oh, we don't do return matches. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, Ooh, welcome to a battle Royal. Yeah. yeah. So I really don't like that. Uh, just because like, I feel it's lazy on mm-hmm. the writer's end because if, if you wanted to write a story, based on a re- like a champion rematch clause, you can easily write it and it doesn't have to feel repetitive or old. Like you just have to think of creative ways of going about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like even I my favorite thing was uh the I won the title at a pay per view. Yeah. You gotta defend it rematch the next night on Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like my favorite thing. So it's just like, all right, it's probably like the laziest way to do it, but it's like, all right, look, we're just gonna have them facing each other again. You're gonna beat them and yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Boom, we're done. They they can even do it like now that I I don't know if the rumors are true or like they're trying to like record uh at house shows and like putting putting them up on the network. But they can even start doing that if they want, like just have like those matches on like those house shows. Mm-hmm. And technically, they had the match, but you know, yeah, it's kind of like when Diesel beat Bob Backlund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody saw that. Like, they showed it to us on Raw, like the next week. It's like, oh man, Madison Square Garden beating five seconds. It's like what? Yeah, what? And then at the same time, like it'll help Mike House house show numbers because then they'll be like, oh crap, like, like oh man, I gotta go. But you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the match, the only thing. I, I'm guessing it was more of a time thing and to not repeat the same thing that they had done with um, with Ricochet and Black, but it would have been cool if like they showed like people clapping for Dunn just because he had been the champion for close to two years at that point. Yeah, they kinda did him dirty. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that that was my only negative, but uh it I understood it from like just like a production point of mm-hmm. view. Um, and that's what the other thing that really made me think he's not going nowhere. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. didn't really give him the, uh, the send-off. The yeah. send-off for nothing. It was like, all right, bro, you was a champion for like almost two years. Yeah. And we're going to call you up? Yeah. So it was like, mm, nah. Yeah. No, I agree. And then after that, then we had the women's um, championship match, the fatal four-way between the champion Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Zane, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. What do you think of this match? I, I thought that was a great match too. Uh-huh. I didn't think it was gonna. I you know I, I'm not gonna say I didn't think it was gonna be a great match. I yeah. Was, I was not looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. But I watched it in, in its entirety and it was really good. I was like, oh man, that be crazy, man. I felt it was a good match. Like I think the crowd was getting a little bit tired by that point because mm-hmm. like I mean they just seen like that really like technical match between Dunn and uh, yeah, Walter. Yeah, so it was kind of slow paced. Yeah, yeah. So like. I think that was the only thing that took me away from it a little bit in the beginning of the match because the crowd did seem kind of like quiet and tired. Yeah, as it as it picked up and like the match started like really getting the crowd behind it and uh, the momentum was back at that point, I think. Yeah, I really liked it. Like they told a good story between the Sky uh the Sky Pirates just because like they were like working together at the beginning of the match. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, like when each of them were trying to get like a pinfall on either Baszler or uh, Bel Air, that uh, they would start like, you know, interfering. Mm-hmm. That and, was dope. Yeah, the yeah. That was perfect. Yeah, exactly. Like it was building off of like their, well, we're going to be friends, but then if you're actually trying to win, then I'm, you know, I'm trying to win too kind of a thing. Yeah. So, um, I thought that was, yeah, really good storytelling. To me, I don't, 
I actually don't remember too much of what um, Baszler did in this match. Like Baszler didn't do nothing. Yeah, in that match. when you think of the honest, yeah. Like, <laughs> Baszler was chilling. Like as I was, I was like, wait a minute, all these spots are not exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think ba- no, Baszler got Baszler got hit with finishers. Yeah, yeah. Like she got crushed by a um by an insane elbow, mm. absolutely smashed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, I, you know what? Didn't she get smashed by the moonsault? I think she did too. Yeah, yeah. yeah she might have gotten crushed by a moonsault. Yeah. Um. <sighs> I want to say Belair hit a high impact move on her too, mm-hmm. but yeah, she mainly was that one in there to kind of get beat up, and that match was really to showcase the other three girls. Oh yeah, because like the more I'm like thinking about it in my head now, I see like a visual of like the other three girls having like a spot. They had done something and then like are doing a pose in the ring. I don't remember Baszler at all having like that like dominant spot where like she's like in control of the match. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah. Like there isn't that visual that's like she had like single moments on everybody. Like, yeah, she yeah. was part of that big everybody move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where she hit the gut wrench. Oh yeah, on yeah. Bel Air. That was a good spot. The pirate skies hit the um, power bomb. Yeah, and then uh, she hit her like arm breaky thing on the uh, Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Where they, you know, she peels the arm back and steps on it, and it basically just does this, but it looks crazy. But it's really, literally, your arm doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good spot. Yeah. I, I actually really, I love that spot. I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah. I think she took some bumps out the ring, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's like it, it's not that she was like not there, but she made most of her time was spent either kind of getting a little bit of offense in and then taking a high impact move and then powdering up. Yeah, yeah. I think it was good because, like, how you mentioned, like, it, it did give the other three girls um, an opportunity to shine more. Bel Air definitely got her spots in with, like, hitting that, um, I don't know, if it, it's, a, it's a finisher, like, the one that she did, like, with both Sky Pirates. Oh, yeah, the sit-out rack yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. she, she got her spot there, and, like, she uh, she really whipped uh, Kyrie. Like, I don't know if you saw it. Kyrie, I don't think, was faking it because she legitly had, like, that groan, like, when she was at the top rope, and then Bianca had slapped her with her hair. And then afterwards, you saw, like, the, the scar. Like, oh, well. Yeah, because, like, you know, Kyrie's pretty light-skinned, and, like, you just see, like, that red, like... Uh, Belair caught um, Sane with a crazy forearm at one point in the match. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. she wasn't ready for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, like, cleared her clock. I was like, oh, yeah, you're still kind of green. Yeah, yeah. There's a little too much uh, cheese on that potato. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Like, eating mashed potatoes? <laughs> I had to, like, bring it back. <laughs> Man, like, for as hard as she threw that potato, it turned to a mashed potato when it hit her face. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're a business. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a showing out for all of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, I think after that spot where she hit, where Belair uh, hit her finisher on both Sky Pirates, I think that's when Baszler kind of took advantage and snuck in and yep, hit choked, the, her out. Ch- choked her out. And, like, I liked it. I, I Like I said, like, Baszler has already proved to me that she's, like, a, a real player from, like, previous takeovers. What, what Kira Cooter? I, I, I know what it is, but, like, I... It's basically the coca uh cocaine clutch. Yeah, yeah. Different person. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, it was good. I I liked it. Also it, it kinda gave uh Baszler more legitimacy, I I would say, just because like, yeah, she didn't have to have her Yeah, she didn't cheat. Yeah, she didn't have to have her cronies out there and like Nobody had to play and nobody had to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um period. <laughs> 
<laughs> Those shirts. Period. None of that. Tired of it. <laughs> I forget what part. I don't know if it was after this match or before this match where they had shown um, the, the the latest signee. Oh, Kushida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was cool. Like, they haven't done that in a while where, like, they do that spot of just, like, showing, like, a latest signee in the crowd. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. I've, I've seen some of his stuff, and, yeah, he's, like, pretty good guy. So, like, Kushida's dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once they destroy 205 and uh, yeah. <laughs> or absorb it into NXT, man, he'll be great. Yeah. I think um, I definitely feel like they're going to pretty much give him uh, Hideo's spot at that point just because of the kind of like cruiserweight body type and oh yeah he's definitely a yeah, yeah. can't wait to see him like either on nxt or, or 205 live at that point you know yeah that that's a tough one because he really could go straight to um 205 to be perfectly honest yeah but i guess you would i don't even know see like we just need to get this whole cruiserweight thing collapsed and if you really want to do 205 live you just call it the NXT Cruiserweight division. Yeah. And you make that your second hour of NXT. Yeah, yeah. And you just play it right after. And then they just mix and match. Because, you know, there are a bunch of guys on NXT that are Cruiserweights. Because that, that was my whole thing, too. It's like, when they had first done the Cruiserweight Classic, I really thought the title was going to be on, like, Raw. and Or they could have easily just really made it, like, the, the mid-title on NXT before they had done the North American title. But... They can still sneak it on the NAC. It's they can, good. yeah, they can. It'll be the uh, what they what's that the tertiary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tertiary title. Yeah, and people would still like you know consider it a high legit title. So. Yeah, dude, it would be the goddamn cruiserweight title. Like yeah. you got to be under two or five or under. Yeah, to go for it, and then, you know. Then if you you could keep it in NXT, and then you could have dudes like Pete Dunne. Yeah, yeah. Go for that if you wanted to. Yeah. What what. They also could do, and, like, hopefully, like, since they're trying to do this now with, like, I assume the women's title on the main roster, unifying them again, and what they're doing with the women's tag team titles is, like, with... Defend them across all. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hope that's what they do eventually, where, like, if they finally cancel 205, just have that Cruiserweight champion champion defend it everywhere at that point, so... Yeah, why not? Yeah. Just, you know, travel around. Yeah. Well, hey, man, you're doing a lot of it. Right, yeah, don't do like the whole cruiserweight division thing. Yeah, all them fools are NXT guys. Yeah, period. Exactly, and like they always like rotate them out anyway. Yeah, just go ahead and put them where they belong. Give them a chance to win the NXT title, and then just rotate this whole cruiserweight title thing. You got enough dudes that are like main roster ready that could wrestle on both shows and do non cruiserweight stuff. Yeah, but it's just like they're treating it like it's a brand, but it's not. It's a division. Yeah, yeah. It's a division within, like, Raw and SmackDown. I think Raw and SmackDown at NXT, just like the women's Saturday title. Yeah. So, yeah. Overall, I thought that match, like, was good. Like, how I kind of put it at the same level as the North American title match. It was a good match, but based on, like, the standard that we have already set, like, it wasn't my match of the night, but mm-hmm. still, like, a really good good showing by, by the women. And then we go to the um, the main event, which is originally going to be uh champa who was the champion versus gargano but um champa had had surgery and then had to you know relinquish the title at that point so triple h had set up a um was it a fatal four-way i think or i think it was yeah right? it was a fatal four-way to determine who was going to face johnny gargano yeah yeah so cole had won that match and then triple h had said like to make it make sure we have like a definitive champion 
at TakeOver, it's going to be a two out of three falls match, mm-hmm. um, which I can't really remember the last time they've had one on either NXT or um, the main roster. So it's kind of cool. They don't really use that match too often. They don't. Yeah, they don't. Um, I want to say there was one within the last two years, though. Yeah, yeah. So then, um, yeah, like the the video package was actually really good. Did you see that the 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 video package between Cole and uh, Oh yeah, they did like go train. Yeah, I really like that because like usually you know we just use stock footage of like the previous weeks, but I really enjoyed that aspect of like mixing it with exclusive footage for that promo. And oh yeah, I'm with that. I I really enjoyed that too. I was like, oh, it was a good week because it it. It, in a weird way, like it's it's kind of crazy, like how they had to put this match up together because of uh, Tommaso's injury. But like the way they had done it, it made it seem more sport like than other sports, which is kind of weird saying because it's like these guys are legit athletes, and like now they're fighting over this prize that like they both kind of have a similar story, where like they're both like champions, and now they're going to compete to be like the first triple crown champion, mm-hmm. and like it was kind of like fate. But like, I was so glad that they brought that up. Yeah, since I had brought it up the day before. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I said that. That's cool." Yeah, but <laughs> it was really cool because I didn't really think they were going to acknowledge that. So I was like, "Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah." Triple crown. Yeah. So I really liked it because uh, they made it seem like, even though this had happened, like it, it was fate that these two guys were going to have mm-hmm. this match. So I sure was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Adam Cole was tag team champion on Triple Crown. Yeah, yeah. Coincidentally, these two guys had just had the North American title. It's just a year old, <laughs> pretty much. It's kind of cool. Uh, so yeah, the match in the beginning it was kind of slow because, like, yeah, you know, with, the only thing I would say about this type of match is like they always do try to get like the first two falls done and get them out of the way, kind of a thing. Where, but I mean, like they did, they played it pretty smart. Where like they told the story of uh, once. Um, once Cole had to tap out, like he did it like super quick. Yeah. I, I like that part. So I was like, all right, if we was watching this live and somebody asked me why he tapped out so quick, yeah. that is exactly what I would see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool to have them say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they were reading our minds. Dude, that. that's, that's like the, the best thing about commentary and wrestling because it's like, it fills in those blanks uh-huh. of like what what is implied but is just not explicit in what's happening. So yeah. you need the commentary there to be like, Oh, he did this because blah, 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 And it's, oh. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like, I, I think that's why, like, when we originally came up with, like, the categories for our podcast when scoring these, um, I always wanted to include commentary. I don't feel like too many people do that when, like, they have, like, a review show. They always just go, like, with the matches and, and that's it. Like, they don't really factor in, like, the entire show. To me, like, yeah, the commentary team is just as important as, like, the wrestlers. There could be, like, matches like how we've seen before with, like, McMahon versus mm-hmm. Shane Shane or whatever, or Stephanie or whatever. And, like, you know those aren't going to be, like, technical matches. But the way, like, the commentary team adds to that that match and to that show, it's, like, they really do, like, their job at that point. Really. Helps dress it up. Yeah. So, yeah, after, um, so, sorry, I skipped over, but. Adam got the first fall by um, doing the back of the knee thing. Yep. Yeah, he gave him, uh, what do you call it, the last shot? Gave him a last yeah, shot yeah. to the back of the head. Yeah, so he picked up the first fall there, so Gargano is now in the sudden death like scenario. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, kind of how we mentioned that um, Gargano got a submission hold on him. Cole just tapped out immediately so he wouldn't use that much energy and like mm-hmm. save up. Or take any damage with him. Exactly, yeah. 
or any unnecessary damage. It's yeah. like you're playing survival mode video game. Ah, yes. You knew you shouldn't have tried to do that special. You tried to do it, and but you still won, but you lost L power. Yeah. Because you were trying to be flashy. Yeah. That's what you get with Don't be flashy. Don't be flashy. <laughs> After getting those things out of the way, now it's like they really finally like turned up the heat, I would say, and like started actually doing what they do best and just like I I can't say enough like how smooth like these guys are. And like Credit goes a lot to Gargano and Cole because, like, they've had nothing but good matches since, like, they mm-hmm. joined TakeOver. So, like, this was, like, actually, in a way, like, that dream match because you're like, well, we've always seen Ciampa and Gargano fight and, like, they've always had, like, five-star matches. And, like, we've seen Cole have matches and, like, they've been, like, on that same level. But what would happen if you had, like, both of them going up against each other at a takeover. Just from memory, like, I don't remember anything going wrong. Like, these guys just, like, bit, were, like, the true professionals that they were throughout the whole match. Really sold, like, all their um, their counters and, like, all mm-hmm. the, the, like, the the mid, the the close three count. Um, like, every single time they had hit a finisher, then, like, everyone thought, like, that was the finish of the match. Especially with Gargano, like, just kicking out of, like, mm-hmm. all, the, all those finishes near the end. Is uh is really well done. I like how he's throwing that old school finish. Yeah, yeah. And then towards the end of the match, of course, then the rest of uh, Undisputed Era came out and started. Uh, it's kind of weird. So, it, is it? It was still technically not a no DQ match, right? Even though it's two out of three falls. Yeah, correct. It was just okay. so like you know that's why they still had a chance to get like count out wins. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. You're right, correct. So then they did a spot where like. Yeah, they started interfering, and then the referee took a bump, and then that's where, like, uh, I think it was O'Reilly and Fish that hit their double-team move, I think? Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, flying knee sweep. Yeah, yeah. Total elimination, I think. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Anytime you go high-low like that with yeah, a sweep, yeah. dude, that's total elimination. Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, from there, Gargano, yeah, was still kicking out. He did it in a way where, like, he was able to, like, take out every member of Undisputed Era, but he did it in, like, a really convincing way. I, I don't remember the order, but watching it, like, he did it, like, a really good job of, like, taking them all out, mm-hmm. and it made sense. And then um, near the end, I think, yeah, like, Cole had hit, like, his knee thing again, and everyone thought, like, I mean, he had a couple, like, super moves. Yeah, he, he got him with a super kick to the face, yeah. a super kick to the back of the head. And then, <laughs> and then the knee, I think. And then he, like, gave him a shiny wizard. I was like, oh, my goodness. That's he it. had three specials, like, the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. R1, like, like, R1, R1. Smackdown style. I'm telling you. He tore him up. I said, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So then, yeah, I, I even thought that was the finish. But then, uh, yeah, like, Gargano still kicked out. After he had taken out the rest of Undisputed, like, he finally got him in the Gargano lock. Mm-hmm. He held him there for a while. Which I like just so, like, it would give Cole that credit of, like, not just immediately mm, tapping. Not him. being a punk. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, after a while, like, yeah, Cole ends up tapping and we finally get it. We finally get Gargano winning the big one at that point. I know, but it's just so, it's not the same. It's not the same. Because it was supposed to be Tommaso Chomp. Yeah, yeah. No disrespect to Adam Cole. Yeah. But, man, bro. It's like getting that, um, it would be like if you were about to like get that promotion, but then all of a sudden the other person either got let go or just left the company and then automatically you get it. You're like happy that you had got the position, but like it, you would have felt like you earned it more like if you actually like got it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Either way, like I, I'm really happy that he got it because 
all the time that he's been there since like with Champa since like the cruiserweight classic and it 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 was literally the best story that they were telling but like unfortunately they, they couldn't close it the way that they wanted to close it you know definitely yeah no that it was that's kind of sad right there and you know i hope for the best for Tommaso Ciampa man not having the best of luck with surgery yeah so, yeah yeah i mean he's having great looks they're all going great but yeah it's tough man yeah, in the worst case scenario, like say, like if Champa does have to like retire, similar to like Edge or mm-hmm. anyone else with a neck injury, where maybe even if it's like Brian, where like he just has to take a couple years off just to like let it fully, fully recover. Mm-hmm. The way they, uh, oh, I guess we'll skip forward. Gargano had celebrated with like Candice and celebrated with his family, and then once they went up to the ramp and like they showed the little like timestamp at mm-hmm. the end. Then uh, all of a sudden, Champa does come out with his neck brace, and of course, like as a you know as a fan, you're still kind of worried about like, oh, is he even going to really do anything? But it was kind of cool just having him like be there for mm-hmm. him, and like, yeah, it's not like he was going to do that. Uh, <laughs> the, the the screen <laughs> smashing, you know, throw him into the screen, yeah, yeah. and you pull off his neck brace, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's like you just don't know anymore because, like, yeah, I know he actually had surgery. Even with that, like, you just never know in the in in this business anymore. But it was it was kind of cool, and like, yeah, kind of how we were just saying at that point, it's cool that like they somewhat ended the story, like, even though kayfabe wise it, it didn't make sense because like he literally just super kicked that fool like a couple of weeks ago uh, mm-hmm. but it's still a nice spot just because like yeah they they've definitely like you know our best friends in real life and like yeah have been there for each other and it was a nice way to like somewhat close the chapter kind of what i was saying is like if unfortunately uh champa does have to take even longer time to fully recover so like he's not at risk to his own life um they have set it up in a way where like if Gargano stays on NXT or if they both kind of move up, it'd be cool for uh Ciampa to be kind of more like that manager role at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That'd, that'd be really good for him. Yeah. I really enjoyed, I really enjoy how like um, the takeovers before manias really do end kind of like a series, uh, like, like a season finale mm-hmm. because like they pretty much like if you were to stop watching NXT or wrestling, you could really just end it there because um, mm-hmm. it, it does somewhat close that chapter where like they're on good terms and like, they're not like feuding. And then the other matches on the card kind of the same way too. Like they kind of just ended on a good note that even though I'm excited for like the next episode of NXT, like if you were, yeah, just like a fan that just kind of wanted to take a break, you can just take a break there and not be left on any uh cliffhangers at that point the only uh match that really wasn't too definitive on like what's kind of going to happen next yeah or you know that didn't have a chapter close as much as it had a chapter begin was um the uk title right? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah everything yeah. else was like all right ladies you guys lost the base or yeah yeah i don't want to see none of y'all <laughs> for a hot minute now i'm yeah. sorry yeah yeah tag titles next yeah. forgotten sons That's clearly yeah, yeah yeah um north american title maybe we'll see riddle again Maybe we're not. Yeah, yeah. But he needs to, you know, that may have just began this rivalry, but Mm -hmm. he's kind of got to go back down to the drawing board. Yeah. And then the NXT title, like Adam Cole, bro, you just lost. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, man. You can get up in this North American title chase, but it's not your time yet, Playboy. Yeah. Panama Beach. Oh, yes, the Panama. Panama Panama City Playboy? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. My apologies (laughs) to Mr. Cole. (laughs) Like I mentioned earlier, like I really 
enjoy the show. Like for me, I'm going to be a little bit biased and still say like the one that we went to for New Orleans last year, I felt was a little bit uh, like I enjoyed a little bit more mm. um, partially because, you know, we were there live as well, but mm. like that's not taking anything away from this show. It's like, it was like a solid show overall. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I'll probably even like check it out again just because like, I was, you know, still tired and like watching these matches. I, I do kind of want to like give it a second watch and like really like notice the little details in each match. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to watch our tag team match. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. watched it last night after we got exactly. back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, did I. <laughs> so that's why I'm just like I do want to like revisit a few just because so I was like, yeah, I could be able to watch NXT tonight, and yeah. no, I couldn't. Yeah. I watched that first match. I was hella into it, but I was like, man, now I'm tired. <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah. Right so like we got up early and we put it on. Yeah. I think you just started probably like 30 minutes before we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah i think from time to time we'll just kind of do these like just reaction uh takeovers just so like we kind of like freshen it up for ourselves and for for you guys to also get like our perspective on like the current product and then uh yeah we'll we'll let you know when we we do these from time to time but it's been fun like i, I like doing of course the the current product because that's what we're watching too so to go back and think about what we're watching as what what started Hey, you know what? Did you catch when uh, Johnny Gargano hit that um, that full Nelson uh, flatliner? Like, uh, oh, yeah, that was like, so good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was the same move that um, um, Darren Young used on David. O'Connor. I know. I was like, I, I I forgot to make note of that. I was like, wait a minute. No, it's yeah. a callback. <laughs> I uh, I definitely saw that, and I popped for it. I was like, wow, we just seen that, and that's how you make that move look cool. <laughs> That's exactly how you do that because it looked much cooler when when they did it. Yeah, Gar Gargano listens to the podcast. I'm I'm Definitely. convinced. I'm convinced now. I, you know what? I gotta be convinced myself. That's the only way that works, bro. Like, ain't nobody using nobody's using that move like that. You know, I think that might have been one of his moves. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but still, still, <laughs> I was we like, were just talking about it. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's that's how you do it. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thanks again, guys, for listening, and then uh, yeah, just. Check out the uh, the weekly podcast as well, and then um, yeah, we'll we'll see you on the next one. Thanks again for listening. Yeah.